Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, why are you stopping? We're not going to see Dr. Farber. We never were. You lied? Mom, what are you doing? Did you just lock the door? Hey, give me back my phone! I can't do that, Holiday. Why not? What are you doing? Mom, let me out of the car! You're not going anywhere. Not until we listen to Six Minutes Rewind. Just a heads up to the listeners. This show is for people who have already listened to all of Six Minutes. There will be spoilers. There are kids in this world who are different. Special. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. And one of them is missing. Welcome to Six Minutes Rewind, the show where we re-listen to our favorite show, Six Minutes, go behind the scenes, and give out our six awards with Six Minutes creators, cast members, and even other superfans like you. I'm Jessica Fisher, Gen Z Media Marketing Coordinator and Six Minutes Superfan. Today we are talking about episodes 16 through 18, Six Minutes in Mom's Office, Six Minutes with Mom's Secret, and Six Minutes Trapped in the Car. With me today are GZM Chief Production Officer, Editor, Composer, Chris Terry, Chief Creative Officer, Head Writer, David Kreisman, and our guest, 13-year-old, six-minute superfan, Zoya. Hello. Hi, Zoya. Hello, Zoya. Hi. Hey there, Zoya. So happy to meet you. Your audition was fantastic. You wrote a poem about, like, Cupid and the Reaper and Big Fib. I loved it so much. Do you like writing poetry? Yeah, I was in the poetry club after school last year. Poetry club? That's amazing. That's, That's so exciting. cool. I've never heard of that. And you said you were a performer. What's uh, like your favorite play you've ever been in? I was in a musical in sixth grade called The Princess and the Popper. And I think that might have been my favorite. That sounds awesome. That, that is very, very cool. Zoya, when did you start listening to Six Minutes? I don't remember. Some months ago. Was it already done or was it still coming out when you were listening? I think I actually started listening, like, right when it ended. Mm. Nice, nice. So the hype was at its highest. You've heard the entire thing? Yes, I have. Nice. How long did it take you to listen to all 27 hours of it? Um, quite a long time. (laughs) I guess, I guess, I guess if you were to sort of, like, cut out all the time you weren't listening to it, it would be about 27 hours. Yeah. Yeah, roughly, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we were so happy to have you here. Are you ready to get going? You ready to talk about these episodes? Yes. So exciting. So exciting. What do we have up first, Jess? What's going What's going on? Well, before we dive in, Zoya, would you mind asking Ivan for a brief recap? Ivan, can you give us a recap? Absolutely. Episode 16, Holiday, Cyrus, and Birdie plan to confront their mom about dad's behavior, but suddenly, Brimley Bomb, 
And when dad arrives to pick them up, they race off to mom's office. Only behind mom's office is another creepier office with pictures of kids like Holiday. Episode 17, the kids manage to get the secret door closed just as Monica enters. They make up a pretty sketchy lie about Boba, but Monica wants to take Holiday to see Dr. Farber now. And when Holiday asks too many questions in the car, Monica pulls over and locks the doors. Episode 18, Monica finally admits to Holiday that they found her in the water, but insists she's a part of their family. James and Monica tell Holiday, Cyrus, and Bertie that they want to start over and always tell the truth. Holiday agrees, but turns out everybody's still lying. Holiday and Cyrus vow to uncover the real story. Dun, <laughs> Sketchy dun, lie dun. about Boba. <laughs> I like that part. There's a lot of uh, lying in these episodes, and I, I agree. I think that's the Boba is so specific. Very well done. Oh my gosh, re listening to it when James says to at the very end when he says, Holiday, here's the folder with everything we've discovered about where you came from. And <laughs> yeah, that's like nothing. It says nothing. So, like in my brain, I'm like, so it's an empty folder that I just exactly. <laughs> There's just one. He's, he's done like one sketch of her. It's like a stick figure drawing of Holiday. That's all. It yeah, is. it's just written, scribbled in crayon, Jane Doe underneath, <laughs> like a stick figure, <laughs> and and lots of question marks. Yeah, and it's like a bundle of those brand new folders you take out from like Staples. Thanks. I can yeah. also see just a bad drawing of a whale. Yeah, <laughs> like in yeah. A boat, you know. <laughs> Like a tugboat. So, so good. So good. I was just going to ask Zoe what she thought of these episodes. I really like them. I was re-listening to them yesterday, and they're some of my favorite episodes. I think, you know, kind of the meat of these episodes is that scene between Holiday and Monica in the car. And I I was looking back over the script, and we actually, there was another probably page, page and a half maybe of that scene. What? What happened was wow. that we went too far over into, because uh, it was a very emotional scene and Monica was really telling the truth about her feelings about Holiday. And I think we thought it went too far over into the real and we were starting to lose the story of, can we trust her? Right. I remember um, that. And so we decided like, oh. you know, this, the stuff that she says here, let's save it for later once we know that we actually can believe her. That's interesting. Oh, but did you keep it and reuse it? I don't know if we kept it word for word, but I think kind of the ideas in it were used. It's so funny, Dave. I'm going through the sessions, finding me because you know we're we're doing a uh, a Spanish language translation, so I have to get all the old sessions together. And it's interesting going through them and seeing some of the stuff that we cut and some of the stuff that we didn't. And just today, going through the session is kind of really, really, really interesting. And sort of to see just technically how we put the show together early on and how that changed so drastically. Yeah. Yeah. This is all still from the very first recording session. Yes. What? The first yep. 21 episodes. Yep. Oh my yeah, we gosh. had besides wow. the pilot, but we got together with everybody for the first time and did 21, 21 episodes in, in a day. So that's And got uh, and got the pickups during that time for the three first three episodes that were recorded as the pilot. That's right. That that's is right. just so crazy pants. Yeah. That all of this happened in one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we ever did this many in one day from this point on. I think from this point on we always did 10. Yeah, that's right. I think this was like a crazy mammoth day. In the beginning, we needed to get ourselves so far ahead in production, so we needed to have a good slate. And then once we were like working kind of 10 episodes ahead in 10 episode chunks, this kind of set us up to be able to do that. And and that those 21 episodes, I think we've talked about this before, they kind of are a mini story unto their own, the story of can mm-hmm. we trust James and Monica? You know, as we yeah. get to this next this next batch, we'll we'll get to that moment where we finally realize, oh good, they're all on the same team. Sort of act one of the classic 20 act play structure. <laughs> it's, what, it's, 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 it's what I like to call the bad email period. The bad email period? 
We got so many negative, so many emails from people like, "How could the parents be so mean and scary?" Yeah. Yes, I, I listened with this to my with my kid before they went to bed, and then they had nightmares. Now they can't sleep. How dare you? It's just the scoring. It's not the parents' fault. You know. That's right. So basically, Jess, you're saying it's my fault. That's what you're saying. That is exactly what I'm saying, Chris. <laughs> Zoe, you trust your parents, right? Yes, I do. You don't think they're hiding something? <laughs> no. <laughs> your your mom doesn't have a secret office behind her office where she has pictures of strange kids. Well, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. They didn't know. They didn't know we until never they know, found out. We? Yep. Yeah. Well, what, what category we have up first, Jess? What do we got? Let's dive into best line of dialogue, as is tradition. And my favorite first line is Bertie's, say what? <laughs> I love that one. This one here. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole line. <laughs> Love it. Well, I see you have my favorite line of the entire episode. First of all, it's the way that Ava delivers it, but Brinley's line, the Andersons. Oh, oh my God. gosh. Oh, yeah. When I was re-listening today, I laughed out loud. Here Me it, too. Here it is. Hey, Andersons. What are we talking about? Adoption? <laughs> it's so brutal. It's so... <laughs> I think that's just like Brinley to just like rub salt in the wounds. Right. Absolutely. And I can't remember what the writing day, but um, I mean, I think one of the great parts about that is is the Andersises. Yeah, it's no, just, that's good. It's just so great. That must have been, because in those early days, that was you doing all that. So, I mean, it's really funny. Yeah, somehow I clicked into Brinley's voice pretty fast. I don't know what that says about me. What are we talking about? Adoption? It makes me want to cry. It's, it's so funny. Oh <laughs> so good. It's so good. And then we got Birdie Teddy Bear in the room. Let's see. Yes, yes. I'd like to take a moment to address the teddy bear in the room. You mean the elephant? I know what I said, Cyrus. If you seriously think I'm going to sit around and be the don't-do-anything sister while you guys tell Mom that Dad is using the military to kidnap my friends, then you were... You know what? I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Using the military to kidnap my friends. I forgot about that second half of the line. That's also really good. Yeah, not a lot of punctuation in that sentence. There was never really a lot of punctuation in a lot of of birdies. I also think with that line, too, she um, begins to show her leadership skills. Yeah. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's sit down and address what's going on here. Natural-born leader, birdie. (laughs) What do we got next? We got Monica, the truth about you. You know the truth, or at least part of it. The truth about... About you, Holiday. Us. So good. This scene with the car and the car locking is a scene that Dave and I have talked about forever. It's one of the ones through the entire series that had stuck in my mind the longest, I think. Just because of the sound of the, I know we're not doing sounds yet, but just the sound of the car door locking and stuff. And just, it was just so scary. And it just always stuck with me. Remember Dave, we'd have like long conversations about how that was our favorite scene. Yes. It really feel you really feel like you're in that car and imagining what it would be like to have that happen to you suddenly. Yeah. I think that scene is weird because the parents really don't know anything. They think they know things, but they don't really at all about her past. That is true. Monica thinks, she thinks she knows that, that Holiday's connected to Whittier Court, but- Oh, true, but true. She's not really, she's not even really right about that. I guess her not being adopted though, or like her being not part of the family from the beginning, that, yeah. that's, that's one of the big reveals that's still not on the table. But Zoya, mm. that is such a good point that, like, she thinks she knows, but she doesn't actually know anything. So when she's talking about the truth, she doesn't even know the truth. There are all these conversations that we don't get to hear that James and Monica are having, you know, sort of off camera. 
uh, where mm-hmm. they're discussing who Holiday is, where she came from, what they're worried about. You know, they're so afraid that the child catchers are going to come for her, that Whittier is going to figure out who she is. You know, we're only hearing it basically from from Holiday and Cyrus and Bertie's side, mm-hmm. but James and Monica are just as scared. Yeah, if we were to have another show where it was from their perspective, it would be all about protecting Holiday from the child catchers. Hmm. Right. Okay, I could see a Patreon exclusive there. And then constantly asking each other, did that sound creepy? I feel like what I just said sounded creepy. No, no, no. It's totally normal what you just do you think, said. Do you think the kids would take this the wrong way? Oh, no, it's fine. I hope not. I'm trying to be sweet. I don't know. Again, I'm not going to jump too far ahead on the sound design, but depending on your age, Dave and I being a little older, when the locks on the door go, I imagine like the 70s car, you know, it used to have yes. like the, the the rounded edge silver Door. Yeah, it was a thing that would actually go up and down. Exactly. That you would see. Exactly. Yes. So it was like yes. you would see them go down, and so in my head, that's like what what I yep. have in my head. Yeah, that's more fun. Zoya, have you seen a, a car like that? Have you seen a car door like that where it goes up and down when it locks? Yeah, that's what I imagine. Actually, great, perfect. Well, there you go. You don't have to age yourselves. <laughs> my job is done. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Monica's monologue. Here's here's exactly what Monica's thinking. You had a whole year. So many chances to tell me the truth. I know. Holiday, I've dedicated my life to helping kids, and you... you needed me. Us. You needed a home, a life, a family. What about my other family? I must have lived somewhere with someone before I ended up in the water. Nobody came looking for you. There were no missing child reports. Did you really look? Or where I came from? We tried. There were no answers. Meanwhile, one week turned into one month, then two months, six months. You bonded with Birdie and Cyrus, and more amazingly, they started bonding with you. Logical, by the book, Cyrus accepted you as another sister. (laughs) Come on, you have to know how incredible that is. Act. (laughs) Don't worry, your dad's going to give you a folder when we get home. (laughs) He'll explain it all. Act. Love it. Yeah, really, really. She's great. And you know, when she says, I never thought about when she says, I've been protecting kids my whole life, Mm -hmm. you really come to understand that that's really at the heart of the truth, right? I mean, that's why she's doing this. Yeah. Because when we find out she used to work for Whittier and all this sort of stuff, and that's, you know, hearing that, that just reminded me of that, right, Dave? I mean, yeah, that she's been trying to make up for what she th- sees as her own mistakes for taking advantage of those kids and, and trying to fix that ever since. Mm-hmm. I love the music cue in there. It's a music cue that we used a lot. And because I had gone into the sessions today to look at them, we eventually, I don't you know, you can hear the singing in there, right? In the early sessions, I was placing all of that. So it would fall between dialogue lines and all that kind of stuff. And when I was listening to it today before I went into the session, I was like, I really timed that right. I'm, I don't know how I did that. And I went and I realized because the voice was on a separate track, so I was moving it around to fit between her lines. Oh, um, that's funny. Yeah, which was, which was nice. Did you pat yourself on the back? I did, but I thought, I, but I thought, but I <laughs> Good thought. Good job, Chris. No, Thanks, but I, Chris. No, but I thought going forward, we didn't do that anymore because we were running. We were so pressed for time in post. I was like, huh, it would have been nice to keep that. That track. (laughs) This is one of my favorite emotional moments of the show. Is is Monica really telling Holiday how she feels and and wanting to protect her and wanting to keep her safe. Zoya, I was wondering if this is one of your favorite emotional parts of the show or if you have a different one. Yeah, I really like this part when you're not sure whether to trust the parents or not. But she like exposes her emotions in that way. 
you guys really pull the audience side to side with this one. That I'm like, oh, we can trust her. And then a few minutes later, it's like, oh, we can't. (laughs) You really toss us. Yeah, I think it's the release. What makes it work kind of is the release of the end of the previous episode into the teaser where we still don't know what's you know happening where she's locked the doors and we sort of played with that for a, for a minute so then when she finally when we, we finally have this release moment where they're connecting it just, just makes it that much more powerful you know yeah the first part is oh she's not going to murder her because exactly, exactly. there's a second where you don't know if that could happen I mean in every movie you've ever seen when the car door locks go down you're just you're not getting nothing it. good is going to happen no. <laughs> yeah right then we've got um, last the last uh, best line of dialogue. I just hope they bought it with James. Well, we survived that. Yeah. I just hope they bought it. <laughs> that is the weirdest. <laughs> I just yes. hope they bought it. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. Well, he could de- he could deliver a creepy line when he wanted to, and like we said. We've said in previous episodes how he becomes just really like the dad of dads later on in the show. The dad of dads, 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 yeah. Yeah. And this, you know, knowing that we were two to three episodes away from revealing that they're not evil murderers, um, you know, I think this was the point where we went like, we could go as creepy as we want here because we're we're about to let the audience off the hook. And creepy you did. Zoya, you get to pick the choice. What's your favorite line of dialogue out out of all that? I think I like Brinley's line about adoption. I'm so glad that you said <laughs> that. that. Really funny. I'm so glad you said that. That was so my favorite. Let's listen again. Can we, I have, again? To, we have to hear it again. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Andrew Scissors. What are we talking about? Adoption? <laughs> Dave, your Andrew Scissors writing that is just so inspired. It's so yes. Great. Oh, and a quick, a quick nod to the sound design. Those shoes, to me, sounded like like a clunky wedge mm-hmm. that is almost like a little flippy floppy a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? Like it is like a flip flop, but there's a heel to it. Right. Yeah. Yep. She was. She had on her different shoes that day than the previous episode. So I guess that leads us to sound design. Yeah, best sound design. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, so wall sounds. What's that one, Jessica? What's wall sounds? Yeah, wall sounds was when they were in the office. And they're, like, tapping on the wall mm. to see if it's hollow. Mm-hmm. Here it is. What is that on the wall? It was behind the picture frame. It looks like a keypad. Right, right. I actually wanted to know about that sound. Because it sounded like a cool sound, but I didn't exactly know what was happening. We spent a lot of time on this scene, Dave. Remember that? Yes. I think it was more complicated before, and I think we just went with, you know what? It's right behind the picture frame. <laughs> she, just, she just looks at it and moves it. I think originally the picture was on de- – there was something about it being on the desk. I can't – something happened, and it was – There was we, an extra step to it. Yeah, there yeah. was an extra step, and we cut it out because it was like there's something on the desk, the, the, the picture, and then the thing, and then how do you know that it's on the wall, and how do you make a sound of somebody taking a picture off a wall, and other than them explaining what they're looking at. And, you know, with the show, we always try and do as little explaining as possible and make it all in the action of the, of the show. We spent a while getting this one to kind of work, and I'm, I'm glad listening to it back now. It really works. Next, we got the keypad. Yes. I always like keypad sounds. They sound so much exactly like what they are. Here they are. It feels like there's another room back here. Holiday, I highly doubt pushing random buttons on the pad is going Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I also like the lo- unlocking sound. That's also pretty satisfying. Yeah, me too. 
I always imagine it like that. That unlocking sound sounds like there's a handle. I just imagine like that the wall just sort of pops open, right, Dave? Yeah, that's how I thought of it too. Yeah. So the wall pops open like a door or like goes inward? Like you wouldn't, if you looked at it, you wouldn't know that there was anything there. And then, and then when they punch in the keypad, the wall just sort of opens and there's like a door. Not a door, I guess. You wouldn't see any, if you were just looking at it, it would just look like a regular wall. That's right. And then you punch in the keypad and all of a sudden like an edge appears and it opens up. What do you think Monica told the contractor when he was building her office? <laughs> Make it as inconspicuous as possible. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's, a, he's a, well, hey, when I do this job, usually the, I put a bookshelf there that turns around and then you open it up and then there's stairs that go downstairs. You know, that's the, usually what I do. Uh, let's see. Next one we have uh, suspense scoring. Let me see. Where is that? Right here. Understand. I like the yeah, the little the little explosions at the beginning. Um, yeah. And again, you know, one of the things we used through the entire show was that voice. Who is my friend Chrissy Poland, who came over here and sang most of that stuff. Does she play Marion? I feel like she is the voice of Marion. Oh yeah, you're who's right. Assist, who's Monica's I have a note here. on that. I have a. Sound That's test. true. Another instance of one of our singers playing a part because they were here doing a session and we needed somebody. Yep. And what's funny is that I think when we were writing it, we imagined that Miss Marion would be kind of an older woman, you know, who's like the office manager. And, uh, and then it's funny when you have someone who's, who's young and you're like, why would she be called Miss Marion? Why would they call her Miss Marion? <laughs> it's so funny. When I was listening to it today, I was like, who did we get for that? In the notes, I wrote that she's like a great actress. Like I was listening, I was like, oh, she sounds like really natural and great. And uh, yeah, I was wondering, good. Miss Marion, I was like, is that a music man wink? <laughs> Could be. No? Okay. Well, I, no, I just, I think I love Dave's thing. It's like, Miss Marion does sound like she should be 80 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Dave. GZM Rewind is brought to you by BarkBox. <laughs> now, I have two dogs. I've got Texie and Riggins, both rescues from Texas. Oh, Texie and Riggins. And guess what? This week it was Riggins' birthday. And not only was it Riggins' birthday, but his actual biological brother lives across the street at our friend's house. Came from the same litter. And so they share a birthday, of course. And so we had a little birthday party every year. We we have the three dogs together. And you got to have treats. You got to have toys. So luckily we have a subscription to BarkBox. Ah. We were able to provide all the dogs with treats and toys. That sounds like the Um, perfect party. When you need a lot of dog treats and toys for a dog party, what better spot to get them than BarkBox? I mean. Yeah, yeah. you have a subscription. And Jameson dressed up for the occasion. That's Riggins' (gasps) brother across the street. He was wearing a bow tie, which is really cute. Wow. <laughs> They're four years old. They were pandemic puppies. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, so if sweet. you are having a birthday party for your dog or you just want to <laughs> treat them or yourself, uh, get a subscription to BarkBox. Right. So go to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox to sign up now. And you also get a free bonus toy in every box. Ooh, so if huge. your dog's brother happens to be in the neighborhood, <laughs> you get a free bonus toy for them. Nice. BarkBox is on a mission to make all dogs happy. And we're on a mission to make great stories that make you happy. So support us by going to gzmshows.com slash BarkBox and getting a subscription today. And now back to the show. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Okay, so what do we got next? We've got taking pictures on my phone. Here we go. What are you doing, Cyrus? Taking pictures on my phone. (laughs) 
no. The reason I put that in is because that's like not, I, I don't know. I've just never heard that as a sound for taking pictures on my phone. So I think it's funny that you have the sound and then as a listener, you're like, what's happening? And then he answers it. Why this is what that sound is. Yeah, we, we, we did this a lot. We're like, there's a lot of things on a phone when, they're, when you're doing stuff on a phone that don't make any sounds, especially on a, right. on a modern phone. So we had to sort of come up with, you know, different sounds. And now, of course, it goes, it goes, you know, whatever takes these, it makes that sort of picturey sound. And also- Tom's got a beep. Exactly. Beep. And also hard to find the actual, in some places, find the actual uh, iPhone sound. Mm. And then questionable about whether you're actually allowed to use it, so. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet. Chris, I didn't make the car locking sound. When I was listening through, I didn't think of that as a sound design category. It might be in Cliffhanger. It might be in Monica Locks the Door. Oh, let's see. Where is that? Here we go. Let's see. What did I even do for my eighth birthday again? Like, what kind of party was it? Just a party at the house. So, no theme or anything? Not that I recall. Huh. How many kids did I invite? I don't know, Holiday. It was a long time ago. That's weird. I mean, to not remember the details of your own kid's birthday party, and there aren't even any pictures. Oh! Hey, why are you stopping? We're not going to see Dr. Farber. We never were. You lied? Mom, what are you doing? Did you just lock the door? Hey, give me back my phone! I can't do that, Holiday. Why not? What are you doing? Mom, let me out of the car! You're not going anywhere. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so many good sound design things in there. It's really, really fun. Like the fact that she's, we put the car in, Dave, where she's speeding up. Yep. That was, oh, that yeah. was in the screeching over to the side. Screeches yeah. over to the side. And then Holiday trying to get out. Yeah. Zoya, within that scene, what's your favorite sound just within that little clip there? Probably the brake screeching. That was really good. Mm. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. So Zoya, what do you think? What wins best sound design? I think maybe the keypad. I think that like the ah. beeping sounds, ah. like it makes it more suspenseful. That's Love a, it. That's a yeah, good that's point. A, good a twist. It's a very good. It's a, a very twist. good choice. And it's another little hint of Holiday's powers. Yeah. And yeah. She's somehow able to see the right numbers in her head. Right. Right. Next up, we have the category: the plot thickens. Up first, I have Holiday pushing Brindley. It might have not been something that y'all thought was a plot thickening, but it was something that I noticed this this time around. Here it is. You're not going anywhere. Yes, I am. Ugh. Oof. Sorry. Dad's waiting over there in the parking lot. Did you see that? That freak We're just not getting in the car me. with him. Come on, let's go. I love the part after that. When she's like, I'm a victim, dude. <laughs> hey, look at me, everyone. You yeah, ask if no, everyone caught true. it on camera. What does she say? She says, hey, that freak just pushed me. Yeah. yeah. And then the fact that they leave James just sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I never noticed right, that. That's true. He's just like, go run, dad. Just, dad's just like, like, what does he do like 10 minutes later looking at his phone like, oh, I guess they're not coming. Exactly. When she pushes Brinley, although Brinley... You know, violence is never the answer, but, like, Brinley was really pushing Holiday's buttons in that scene. When she pushes Brinley, I was like, Holiday doesn't know her own strength yet, doesn't know her own powers. And it just made me think about whether or not she's going to be using her powers for good or evil. That's, for me, made the plot thicken for her character development and the trajectory of who she'll be. I can see that. It certainly escalates the battle between Holiday and Brinley. Yeah, totally. That's true. 
I imagine that Holiday barely touches her and really throws herself onto the ground and starts acting yes. like she was attacked. Yeah. True. What do we have next? Holiday emotional character. Here we go. Holiday? What's wrong? Just checking out this picture on the wall. It looked like such a normal family. I thought that was kind of deep and stuff, you know? Yeah. The foundation that she has is, like, shaking and cracking a little bit. Sounds a little bit like she has a cold. <laughs> crying? No, 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 I'm just saying doing the crying scenes is always a, always a tough one, right, Dave? Yeah. Oh, I see. Most of the time when you're crying a little bit, you're probably not really making noise out loud, So you, we, but we need to in audio drama. So I do like this moment because in the middle of this search, we pause as she's she's kind of stopped. They're investigating a mystery, and in the middle of it, it's a reminder of, you know, she's just a kid. Right. Yeah. Learn that her family's not her family. Rough. Hey, here's the next one. Are these kids like me? What is this room? Who are all these kids in the pictures? Kids with marks on their hands. And there's one of Holiday. Are these kids all like me? Did they all go missing from somewhere? And it's the marks on the hands that does, right. does continue to pay off until it doesn't anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. At this point, was 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 Holiday supposed to be just like the other kids? You know what I mean? No, I think we always knew that that was going to be that, that 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 would be a red herring. That we would think that she was exactly uh, like them, and then ultimately learn that she wasn't. Interesting. Yeah, that part we knew. I think probably for Holiday though, like she's had this vision of her family being like really her family, and then it's sort of shattered. But then she realizes, well, I'm not the only one, am I? Oh, so she, like, might have a, another family. Like, this is when she thinks there might be people yeah. like me. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. It's, it's scary, but it might also make her feel less, like, alone, especially coming right off of that emotional moment before. That's right, and, and it's something we pay off later down the line when she discovers the four and when mm-hmm. she runs away in a couple of episodes, you know, trying to figure out, is there something else out there for me? Right, right. Zoya, do you have a favorite plot-thickening moment? We have Holiday pushing Brinley, Holiday's emotional character development with her having the sniffles, and the, are these kids like me? I think I like, are these kids like me? That definitely has the most amount of... Uh... Tension. Yeah, and repercussions in terms of what she's saying, you know. And I, and I think while we met some wit kids in the show, I think there are many more out there. And someday maybe we will revisit that story. Spoiler. Yeah, this is bigger than just me and Badger. That is a big moment. Uh, the next category is, Dave, I guess you came up with this one. I want to know more about your, your thoughts behind this category. <laughs> it's called that was easy. And that was just a really good impression. I will give that to myself, pat myself on the back. Perfect. I think I got it right with listing the keypad and getting out of the office. Like something that just should have been harder that ended up being really, really easy. That's right. And finding the keypad in the first place. Right. And part of that I think is the discussion that we were talking about before, which is there was another step. And then ultimately we decided let's just make this simpler and just get to her finding the keypad. But it's kind of like, oh, there's a picture. Oh, that was easy. There's a keypad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then that was easy. Now I can unlock it. Easy. Exactly. And now let's make up a boba lie and we can get out. Exactly. Oh, true. Here comes mom. True, let's true. go. We've heard the keypad sound, so let's get out, let's check out the getting out of the office. She's also, you hear her in the background coming towards them for a very long time. You said they're in my office? The door's still open. Shut it. 
I see them like in a little formation, like smiling with their hands behind their back, smiling really big. Hi, mom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. And that stuff, I think, is probably all ad libbed, the three of them, you know, racing to try to get the door back closed. That's one of those spots where we said, all right, 10 seconds of trying to figure this out. Yeah. Classic, uh, in the classic uh, suspense thriller way is that had Monica opened the door, even like three milliseconds sooner, she would have seen them. <laughs> yes. I also, since you had mentioned the boba scene, I do have that in the notes as well, since the boba business is also a that was easy. Here we go. Hey, Miss Marianne. What a treat, guys. Here to see your mom? Yeah. Is she busy? I'm afraid she is. Strep outbreak. Seems like every kid in town has been coming through that door today. <laughs> I actually was doing no Monica Boba scene, but you know what? That is actually true that it is a, that was easy that they showed up to her office and there happened to be a strep outbreak. So that's how they can like get into her office, you know what I mean, and find this out. Like <laughs> right, yes. a lot of a lot of things have to fall into place. <laughs> Thank God for strep. Yeah. Thank God yeah, for strep. Right? Here's the Monica Boba right here. Where are your drinks? You finished them already? No, um, we were going to hit you up for some money first. Hmm. Well, I'm actually glad you came. Dr. Farber is back from her sabbatical. She'd like to meet with you, Holiday. Oh, okay. When? How about now? Right now? That's what now usually means. My last appointment canceled so I can take you. We haven't had some one-on-one -on -one time in a while. Can't you do it another time, Mom? We've been thinking about those bobas since we left school. You know what, Sai? I think Holiday needs to come with me. I, th I thought we could all stick together today, you know? I always like Aww, a good boba Cyrus. tea. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we could stick together. That was actually, you know what? That was not easy. No. No, it was not. Well, there was something that was that easy in the, fa the fact that Dr. Farber's been on sabbatical. True. True, 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 true. We learn so much about Dr. Farber and never meet her. It's great. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that was easy section. I don't think it needs a winner. I think it's just, I think it's just a great category. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to best cliffhanger. What, what, Jess, what do we got? Uh, the first one is Monica's office. Them discovering the office. What are all these pictures on the wall? They're all of different kids. Who are they? Maybe they're her patients recognize any of them from school and look at their hands that marking you guys there's a picture of me <laughs> love how there's a picture of holiday that just like ramps it up yeah monica enters the office yeah that's an internal cliffhanger which we already heard that yeah. That's when we heard Oh, right, right. That's when she catches them, almost catches them, right? We heard that one. Oh, actually, no. This is when we hear her almost coming in. I'm oh. sorry. Okay, here it is. What do we do now? It's okay, Marianne. Just reschedule it for tomorrow. Mom's coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> the panic <laughs> moment. Yeah, the mm -hmm. panic moment, exactly. And we've heard Monica locks the door, yep. which is, ugh, such a good cliffhanger. So we have Monica locks the door. We've heard that one. That was part of the best best line and sound design. So uh, we're going to have to do it without them is the next one. Here it is. 
Go back to pretending we're a normal family? No, I can never go back. Why does she have that secret room? Why did she have pictures of me and Badger on the wall with those other kids? And how come Dad kept us out of the base? How come every time I've tried to ask questions, they shut me down? They're still lying, Sai. If we're going to figure out where I came from, we're gonna have to do it without them knowing. That's great. That's a good one, too. Kids that on a mission. That was really good. Kids on a mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also yeah. that it's coming from us just hearing from James and Monica going, like, do you think they bought it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've both got their own plan. Exactly, exactly. It's like what Dave was talking about. You're seeing both sides of the screen now, right, Dave? Yeah, and, we're, and for a moment, you know, the audience believes, oh, maybe everything's okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Holiday's going to accept what Monica and James said to her. And you don't want her to because we want to know the answers too. So, Zoya, what do you think is your favorite cliffhanger of the, uh, of the three episodes? I think I like Monica locks the door. That was crazy. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with you. I know we've heard it before, but I think we should listen. I think we need to play it one I agree. more time here, right? What did I even do for my eighth birthday again? Like, what kind of party was it? Just a party at the house. So, no theme or anything? Not that I recall. Huh. How here's here's where the car speeds up. Hoverboard theme. It was a long yeah. time ago. Car speeding up. That's weird. She's I getting mean, anxious. To not remember the details of your own kid's birthday party, and there aren't even any pictures. Oh! Hey, why are you stopping? We're not going to see Dr. Farber. We never were. You lied? Mom, what are you doing? Did you just lock the door? Hey, give me back my phone! I can't do that, Holiday. Why not? What are you doing? Mom? Let me out of the car! You're not going anywhere. That's a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's a cliffhanger. I also think how the the sound of the car is like really, really screeching, and she's just like yeah. so calm. Like she is a stone cold queen. Like it is <laughs> like it really characterizes her in that moment. In this scene, like Monica is so passive aggressive, it's creepy. Yes. Also in, in that boba scene when she was like, um, now. That's what now means, usually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good cliffhanger. Yeah, great choice. Great choice. That's, that goes back to Dave and I saying how that this scene stuck, really stuck with us for a long time. So I'm glad you picked that. I'm glad you picked that one. So we got coming rounding out here on episode MVP. That's right. And the first one is Holiday. Um, I don't necessarily have a specific clip for that. Probably we look like such a normal family. During the Monica monologue, how she responds, like you waited a whole year, you know, and I also love how she interrogates Monica in the scene with the birthday party questions. Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. Yeah, it's really building. You know, she's sticking, she's, she starts kind of casual and then little by little is ramping up the tension. Yeah. Right. She could just ask directly, but she's, she's letting it be. I think the writing in that scene is really good instead of just being like, I know the truth. She tries to catch her off guard. Yes. Exactly. She's testing her. Yep. And then on the other hand, there's Monica. I mean, this, these are some really, really strong episodes for her. You got to give it up to that monologue. Yeah, and she's doing two different things because she is scary and seemingly dangerous in the beginning of those scenes. And then, you know, she gets to this real emotional place and then back to the other place in the scene afterwards. So it's a lot of range in these episodes for her. Yeah, she's got the range. That's so true. You know who we didn't hear from in this episode? Yes, this is Wahoo William. 
Did you want to nominate Wahoo William? I'm just throwing, just got to throw a, a disruptor in there. He was probably there videotaping the altercation between Holiday and Brindley. Yeah, I thought maybe <laughs> yes. I thought maybe for a second we were going to hear him when they were outside waiting for when, when Dad was there to pick him up. He's playing kickball in the exactly. background. Exactly. Uh, Zoya, do you have a different MVP, or do you like Holiday and Monica as the options? Ooh, I'd probably say Monica because she goes mm-hmm. like all over the place, and you can't tell what her intentions are. Yeah, you're right. Like Dave's, I agree with that. Yeah, like what yep. Dave said, back and forth a lot. She had to do a lot of different stuff. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, those those are our categories. But Zoya, I wanted to ask you before we go, if Six Minutes was a play, what role would you want to play? I would want to play Casey. Oh, yeah! She's just, she's just a really, like, strong girl character. And she's also a very, like, emotionally complex character. Because, like, at school when she's Casey Dupree, she's, like, tough and confident and smart. But, like, inside, I feel like like she's just this little girl without a family feeling like she's the only one. That's beautiful. That's a great way to describe her. That's great. Did you like her in Becoming Mother Nature, the same actress played? Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Isabella, she has a really great uh, way about, I mean, that really comes out in all her performances, right, Dave? I mean, it's just like... Yeah, she's great. Really just like the multidimensional. Yeah, just really relate just really relatable. Yep, funny and and plays the emotion great. So does that mean that you were a uh, Casey and Cyrus fan as opposed to Brindley and Cyrus? Yes. I have to ask that question too. Ah, that <laughs> mm-hmm. is very interesting. Controversial opinions. I think we're about 50-50 when we ask that question, which is good. That's a good sign. It's good. It's good. Absolutely. Well, so great to have you. Really, really excited that you, you were here and such great uh, answers. Fantastic. Is there any, any last things you want to mention about these three episodes, Zoya, that you, that you liked? Or the show in general? Um, no, I don't think so. Awesome. Well, we, it was really great having you. And uh, hopefully, if you want, later on when we get further down the road, we can have you back. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, Jess, I think I hear music. I think I hear music. Oh, gosh. Okay, so if you'd like to audition, send an audio clip to jessica at gzmshows.com. Listen to episodes 19 through 21 next. Peace, love, and oboes. Peace, love, and oboes. Peace, love, and oboes. Bye. Peace, love, and oboes. GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And we're, we're a GZM family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Do you want to hear your family at the end of a show giving a shout-out? Go to gzmshows.com slash shout-out to learn more. That's gzmshows.com slash shout-out for a chance to be heard on this show.